Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and it's a bye week, and yet the Eagles are still getting some work done, and that's a good thing. The Eagles getting ready for the playoffs. Playoffs! We're talking playoffs. The Eagles now at the NovaCare Complex, and we'll find out this weekend who the team will play at Lincoln Financial Field next weekend in the NFC's divisional playoff round. In the meantime, the Eagles will practice this week and work on, as Nick Sirianni said, fundamentals, technique, situational football, all of the little things the Eagles haven't had a chance to work on since training camp. Now, Philadelphia enjoying some downtime for the first time since mid-October. Remember, it was week seven when the Eagles had their bye week, so this little respite is very much appreciated. And we're going to enjoy ourselves here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group as well. We've got Mike Quick coming into the studio in just a little bit here. The last time we saw Quick Six in the locker room following the win over the Giants, signing his Kelly Green Mike Quick jersey for A.J. Brown, who broke Quick's record of 1,409 receiving yards in a single season. A.J. Brown finishes the year with 1,496 yards, 88 catches, 11 touchdowns. Oh, what a season. So we'll talk to Quick Six about that and just about this Eagles team and the wide receiver picture heading into the postseason. We're also, in our extra points, going to recognize an Eagles executive who's been named, well, we'll save that for you in just a little bit. But first, let's begin with the NFC's Special Teams Player of the Week, Eagles place kicker Jake Elliott. Five field goals made against the Giants. He found out on Wednesday morning that he won the award, and just a few hours after that, I had him in studio for an exclusive one-on-one conversation. Eagles place kicker Jake Elliott. Well, there he is, the NFC's Special Teams Player of the Week. Jake, congratulations. Wow. Um, you slide a little bit closer. You're, you're, yep. you're coming, here. Coming, coming, coming. Make it a chip shot here, if there you will. You go. There congratulations. you Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. How do you find out these things? Uh, usually the same way everybody else does. I get a text from my wife or on social media. <laughs> and the, the I mean, Jake, you're, you're such an, uh, an outwardly emotional guy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> did you did, did you did you celebrate? Did you throw your hands up in the air? I did not. I did not. I um, kind of just carried on and went to my special teams meeting today. <laughs> uh, is this the only, is this the second time you? I know that the, in 2017. Wait, you don't even this know. Award. Uh, 2017 after I, the 61 yard field goal, you were named special teams I, player. I think of the I've week. gotten it a couple times. I, I have no idea how many though. Jeez, are you, are I think you I got per- one last year, didn't I? Did you? I don't know. I looked through the bio. I didn't see it. But you know that doesn't mean you didn't because you had such a great you've had such great seasons <laughs> here. Uh, do you do you, do individual accomplishments stick with you? I mean, not really. It's a those awards are one of those things where it's <laughs> you kind of just hope that someone didn't have a better week than you around the league. So and and with my position, it's so opportunity based. So you, you just really never know. Um, and each, each week, you just try to go out and make as many kicks as you can and see what happens. But the awards aren't really the. Um, the reason, the reason I'm doing it. Well, tell me what the re- the reason you're doing it. Um, I'm doing it for myself, to be honest with you, myself, my family. Um, uh, I I just love to compete, no matter what sport it is, and it just happens to be football. I understand that. Uh, Jake, do qu- quarterbacks get their offensive linemen various gifts throughout the season? 
Do kickers get their long snapper and holder? Like, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I got them a, a couple bottles of whiskey. Um, and then I did that for the, for the rest of the line as well. I love that. You know, I, I, I honestly did not know. Do all kickers do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I started doing it last year. Um, uh, we were having obviously a really good year last year and, uh, the, the guys up front, it's such an, an unselfish job, uh, for them to just kind of sit there and, and, and take it for about two seconds. Uh, just die a slow death is what, is what they're told to do. So, um, I think the least I can do is, is at least splurge on a, on a bottle of whiskey for them. I think that's awesome. And, and the truth is that while fans media focus on you, it really does take the entire operation. Yeah, it does. I mean, one, one guy lets their guard down. There's a lot of really good athletes on the other side of the ball that are, that are coming at you. So, um, for them to just kind of hold on to their water for, for two seconds and just really take, really just take it. I mean, it's a terrible job. I feel awful for them. Um, much, much appreciated, but, uh, it's, it's, we got, we got a really good unit that that's been doing it for a lot of years now. Landon, Isaac, all those guys, Jordan, Jordan, Jack, all those guys. So, um, they, they do a great job and I, I really appreciate them. I guess I've never really watched, um, film of a field goal kick. Do you sit there and like, are, do guys just get pummeled up front? Pretty much, yeah. It's it's a it's actually a pretty fun thing to watch. I, I, would, I, mean, I they, was wondering this because yeah. because really there's you're not you're not getting out to a route. It's not the run game where you're, you're fitting up different different blocks. I mean, it's it's really you're sitting in there and taking it, and it, it takes a lot of technique and a lot of discipline, and um, just kind of anchoring that foot in the ground and and getting big. Jake Elliott this season, uh, twenty of twenty three field goals, of uh, fifty one of fifty three PATs. Tell me about your regular season to date. Your regular season. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very active in the field goal realm for for a lot of the year, which which is a, a big credit to to the offense and how well they were in the red zone the entire year. I mean, we almost didn't even qualify stat wise, I think, for a lot of things. So, uh, which which is great. We hit a million extra points, and that's what that's what I love to do on Sundays. I don't like to work uh, work too hard if I don't have to. So they did a great job, and um, it was it was fun to get out there the other day and have a bunch of attempts. Though I will say that. Do you feel? Do you just go day to day, Jake? And you're, you don't go, hey, I've made X amount of kicks in a I, row. I'm I in a do. groove. Kind of I, I really, I'm not a, I'm not a stat guy. I don't look at it. Um, I don't think it does anything for me, good or bad. Because um, at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm going to get one kick the next game. I don't know if I'm going to get five. I don't know if I'm going to get seven extra points or two extra points. It, it, it just really doesn't matter. It's just kind of the luck of the draw and how, how things all go. So uh, I just take a kick to kick. Every kick's really important and. That's the way I approach it. I'll look at it at the end of the year. But there was a little complication this year with the injury. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like for you to overcome? It was tough. It was tough. I mean, that's the first that's the first game I've ever missed. Um, high school, college, NFL, anything. So um, it was a long. Luckily, we had that bye week kind of right around that time. But um, it was it was tough. It was a long it was a long couple of weeks, and it's it's one of those things that. I mean, I'm applying a lot of pressure to that area of my foot all season long. So it's something that kind of nags, but it's, I think it's made me, um, it's made me a better professional as far as just staying in the treatment room and, and really staying on top of everything all season. And I think that's helped, uh, not only myself heal, but the rest of my body feel, feel really good throughout the season. I don't think you're like a paranoia kind of guy, but, but, but I wonder, did it doubt ever creep in or just concern ever creep in that, gosh, I may not get back my stroke. Um, I don't know if it was that. It was, I, I mean, I'm confident in myself and as far as getting through the rehab process and um, 
getting back to who I am. I didn't think that was ever going to be an issue. It was just how fast can I do it? How fast can I do it without being, without being dumb? And, um, luckily I was able to get back, uh, pretty quickly and then have a bye week right after that first game I came back to kind of try to knock out some more of that pain. So, um, we got through it quick. It, it was a tough journey. I mean, you, you hate sitting on the sideline watching, but, um, it, luckily it didn't, didn't hold me out too long. And your vantage point when Cameron Dicker made the kick to beat the Cardinals, where were mm. you? What was your reaction? I was at home watching. It was, a. I I don't, I don't like being on the couch watching a football game. That's for yeah, sure. What do you like? Uh, it's, it was terrible. I was, I was way more stressed watching that than I think I've <laughs> ever been on the sideline of any game in my life. So, um, but, but it was, it was really cool watching a young guy. I mean, it, it, it kind of reminds me back to, to my rookie year when I came in and, um, uh, obviously at the time I was filling in for an injury. So watching a young guy come in and have the success that he had, and then obviously he gets picked up by, by the chargers and he's had a great year. So, um, I think he's he's made some buzz around the league, and it's been exciting to kind of get to work with him. And um, you know, he was on the practice squad for a little bit afterwards. So having having the time to be able to kind of see what he's doing and and how how far he's come just in that quick amount of time that I was with him, and then for him to go on and have the success that he's having is um, is pretty cool to see. Would it be naive or selfish or stupid of me to say that I can't imagine that every single kicker in your situation would have been rooting as hard as you were for Cameron? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's um it's tough. It's one of those things where I, I look around the league and it's not like I like I'll never root against any kicker. It's not like we get to go out and uh throw an incompletion and then come back and you know, you got another chance the next play. Um it's something that's kind of do or die every time you go out on the field and it's um it, yeah, everything's just so important and so crucial. So it's it's fun to watch guys and see kind of the mindsets they get into and um, how confident they are. And it's it's just cool to see guys make big kicks. Jake, how have you built up that um, confidence in your life? Like, where do you think you got it from? Like, has it always been just athletically based? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, I've been around sports my my whole life, um, and it's it's never been the same sport. But I think I probably got a lot of it from tennis, honestly. Just being, um, just being such a one on one uh, competition, like you you're really by yourself out there. So I think a lot of like the mental toughness from that has has made me successful in in this career. Um, just knowing that every time I go out there, it's, it's just kind of me, like I'm in my own little world. And obviously I have a lot of help from, from Rick and, um, you know, Brett and Sip and obviously the line, but, but you're really just sitting back there alone and you got to be able to deal with all the thoughts racing through your head. What could go wrong? What could go right? And you really have to have a lasting impression of this is where the ball is going to fly. I'm going to make it go there and, and I'm going to make this kick every time. It is playoff season now. Last year, the kickers dominated in the first, I guess, two rounds of the postseason. So we're all going to be watching. We know now that Jake Elliott will be rooting for every kicker to make <laughs> that kick. Ohio State, Georgia, did you happen to watch that game? Where the, where you know the young what? Man... I, wasn't, I wasn't up at the time of that. Midnight, um, yeah. I mean, we had a game the next yeah, day. So right. I was, I was uh, well, well, into my, well into my REM, yeah. my REM sleep. <laughs> Um, but it, it's an exciting time of the year and it often does come down to you and this doesn't phase you in the least. We've gone through this many times before. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why we do it. That's why, that's why I'm doing this for a living is because you love those situations. You kind of hope for those situations every game. Obviously you're hoping for, for a big win, but if it comes down to you, that's something that, um, 
that I really look forward to. And you're, you're kind of just hoping for those big moments. Couple goofy questions for you. Um, can you do anything special? You know how long snappers can like <laughs> snap the ball through like a window across the street. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that? Oh, kicking, man. Kicking the ball through any sort of like. I'm trying to figure out some way to really <laughs> trying to kick it through. I mean, I, I'm always shooting for the camera during field goal periods uh, practice. There's the there's the camera that sits up for for all of our film, and that's always something that I'm that and I'm. Where is it at. actually positioned? It's it's dead in the middle of the uprights, about 10, 15 yards back. Okay, so, okay. Uh, that's something I always aim for. But God, not I'm trying to think. Not really. Kick, it, can not I not really kicking wise? Like we play a lot of throwing games and do a little bit of do a little bit of gambling on the side as far as that goes. All right, well, here's, 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 here's the next one. Mix, let's mix sports because I know you're an avid golfer. How, how much, what do you think you would score on the golf course kicking the ball? <laughs> now, not into the hole, but into the, a reasonable area, like a little, will it make the hole a little bit bigger? I think that's kind of a cool idea. I, I mean, they have the, the foot golf with the soccer ball. Have you seen that? No. So they, they've basically created these like shorter courses. And I think a lot of them are actually on golf courses. Um, but the holes are probably two, three feet, um, and you, you just play with a soccer ball. So that, that could be something that I'd get into. Okay, and, you can, and the putt is a, an actual putt it's a, with it's a ball into y- yeah, a larger kick hole. Everything's a kick. So oh, that's it's, wild. You, yeah, you just kick it into a larger hole. All right, well, so much for that uh, original idea. <laughs> um, Jake, uh, listen, man, I, w- I really want to thank you for coming down. Little, good little chat here. Congrats again on the N- uh, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Um, everything good in your life? You feeling good? Everything's good. I'm uh I'm looking forward to this week this week of a little bit a little bit of rest. Obviously we're in here working, but um kind of tone down the mind for a week and then get back yeah. after it and go make a run. I would imagine for you it's kind of just a good decompression time. It is, definitely, definitely. Hang out with the hang out with the family a little bit more and um yeah, work on work on some things that I've been wanting to work on that I haven't really been able to throughout the year and um Get back after it. Credit, credit to Brett to Kern. Quick, quick assimilation into the operation. Yeah, very seamless transition. He's a he's an old vet that that's been doing it for a long time, and he's been a great holder for everywhere he's been. Yeah, awesome. Hey, Jake Elliott, congratulations on the award. Let's go get him in the playoffs. And thanks for joining me on the Eagles Insider Podcast once again. Alrighty, thanks, Dave. All right, Mike Quick, Eagles Hall of Famer. He's been in the broadcast booth with Merrill Reese for twenty five years. Remarkable. And is class all the way. Um, really love talking to Quick Six. So without further ado, let's get to it. Mike Quick and me, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Oh, the playoffs are coming. Can you just feel it? Can you just feel fireworks from A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? That's what we all want to see. And that's also part of the conversation with Mike Quick. Mike Quick, the former record holder for single season receiving yards, um, <laughs> See, you had to come at me like wait, that. No, but huh? it's a just, com- wait. Let me, let me, fin- come at me, let me like finish that. it with a compliment here. Now, the, Mike, you set the record in 1983. I've done my research. You, of course, know without saying the name who you whose record you broke. Correct? I do not. You don't even know whose record you broke. I don't. Honestly, I do not. Well, the name is Ben Hawkins, 1967, 1265 yards, 14 games. But you broke it in 1983 in 14 games and then added to it in games 15 and 16. Not taking anything away from what A.J. Brown did. Just want to make sure that everybody understands where Mike Quick, the, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Famer, stands in the pantheon of Eagles receivers. So when you broke it, it was not even a big deal at all? 
It, well, to me, I, I just enjoyed playing the game, and I really didn't even consider all of those things that were happening along the way. I just every day went to work and just loved what I did. So um, I think the, the one, the 99-yarder, I just couldn't get around that because it was talked about so much. But the fact that um, I set the single season and touchdowns for a wide receiver at, at one point, that was broken. I think Terrell Owens did, yep. yeah, may, have, may have broken that one. Uh, and the other ones, I just it was just doing what I do, and I just didn't – it didn't weigh on me a lot that I was setting marks that – and certainly not one that would last for 39 years. And it was your second NFL season after, like, I think, would you have 11 catches your first year, 10 catches? I did. I what a crazy catches. jump. Yeah, it was a strike-shortened season. And Dick Vermeil at the time was just not comfortable uh, with playing rookies and giving them the responsibility that the other guys had. But they had Ron Smith then. Yep. They had Harold Carmichael still, um, Wally Henry. I think they cut Rodney Parker that year, but you know there there were some veteran receivers there that you know that it, I mean their play merit playing. So I didn't get a lot of play in my rookie season. All right, let's let's talk about this 2022 Eagles team. First, AJ Brown, your expectations when the Eagles traded for him and what he has shown you this season. Yeah, I was excited about the trade, like everyone, but I did not realize that. This team would get from A.J. Brown what they're getting. He is a stud. I mean, a flat-out stud. Why? Love the way he catches the ball. So defensive backs, they don't want to press cover him because he's too strong, and he's going to push him out of the way and run right by him, and then he's at a big advantage. Um, even when they play off, he has the speed and the route-running ability um, that he's going to get at least a step on them. And one of the things that I like most about him is the fact that he can run through contact. A lot of receivers can't do that. They can't handle getting bumped while they're running. But you can bump him if you want to. It's not going to affect him. He still has the ability to get to the football, and he catches everything. There are not many drops that you see from him. And these contested catches that everyone says they're 50-50 balls. They're not 50-50 balls when A.J. is involved in it because he wins most times on those contested catches. Did you wonder at all how it would work with the ego of A.J. Brown and the ego of Devontae Smith? I did. And I, I think that's a real concern when you have that type of talent at the position, when you've got two guys that are so talented that that's a, that's a concern. But then you find out that they're two really good professionals that understand that it w this week it might be me, the next week it might be him. And that's really the approach that you have to take um, when you're a team person. These guys are team guys, and they understand that it, the greater good is winning games. And however they win game, whatever the formula is for that particular day to win the game, they're with it. They're behind that. Mike, how will this play in the playoffs, the two of them, the passing game? little preview here. Let's talk about the postseason. I think it's going to be similar to what we've seen. If teams try and take away A.J., then the ball is going to go the other way. And when teams are putting too much uh, attention to Devontae, then it's going to go the other way. It, it's as simple as that. Dallas Goddard also plays into that. When you have these guys and they're so dynamic, they're so good, it's hard to tilt your defense either way. If you're going to allocate your resources over here and Avante's over here by himself one-on-one, -on -one, 
You know, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I know that that's where I want to go because I know that he can win in one-on-one. It's a really good formula, and this team is in a really good situation. How, how do you feel about the Eagles? I mean, I know what the narrative is out there, and I compare it very similarly to 2017. Kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch, yeah. Um, which happens at times during the season. How do you feel about the 2022 Eagles heading into this postseason? I think it's so valuable that they got the number one seed, that all the teams are going to have to come through Philadelphia, and probably more important, the fact that they have this time to rest. They have time to... um, The 17-game schedule, it just wears on your body. It's so much. It's so hard. And to try and get up each and every week to peak performance... It's a difficult thing, and it wears you down. A week's rest, that is a long time. That makes you feel really good. So for all of these guys, for all the mileage that they're putting on their legs, it's really important now that they're going to get that week. And I think going into the playoffs, that first that first round that they have to play, I, I think that having that time off, the self-scout to rest, it's going to be very, very valuable, and it's going to end up, on the right side of things. I don't believe that what happened in the regular season necessarily translates to the playoffs, having been here for so long and seeing... Do you do you believe? Some does. Some parts of the regular season does. But here's the thing. Teams are not going to change who they are. They're going to do what they do. Coaches are going to coach what they coach. But the fact that they have an opportunity now to sit back and look at the things that they can tweak... And, and that's really all it is. It's not changing what we do. It's just tweaking what we do, and that's what they'll do. And those little tweaks can make a huge difference in the outcome of ball games. That's why this week is so valuable to this coaching staff, not to mention that even the guys that have been on the road scouting and doing all these things, now they're in-house, and they're going to be looking at films, and they can add a little bit. So you start to add all these little things in, and then you come up with the right formula to move this thing a little bit closer. Would you like to, Mike Quick, make a prediction as to who the Eagles will play in this divisional round? So I think they're going to play the Giants because I think the Giants can go to Minnesota and get a win. I do believe that. Um, Who would I rather see them play? I don't mind the Giants. Go ahead. Who else? I would rather see them play the Cowboys. I I would love to see both these quarterbacks. You know, when the Eagles beat Dallas – uh, Dallas didn't have their quarterback, and vice versa. Yep. So I would love to see Dallas have to come to Philadelphia four weeks in a row on the road and beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia because I don't think they can do it. I just think that the team themselves, the crowd at Lincoln Financial would be just overwhelming, and I would love to see that. Well, it's the Cowboys at Tampa Bay on Monday night. That would make for a very long weekend of waiting and wondering and trying to figure this whole mess out. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the weekend. I think everybody's going to really enjoy the weekend. Dave, all I want to do this weekend is sit back and watch football. That's all we're all going to do. That's what we're doing. Uh, so let's circle this and close the loop here. You are the GOAT. Um, how was it was sharing in the, in the celebration of AJ last weekend? I absolutely loved it. I was very happy to see him um, get that milestone. His name is now on that record. Um, He's a great player. He's a great young man, and I'm happy for him. And and I'm just looking forward to seeing 
uh, some of the other marks that he's going to hit because I think between those two wide receivers, a lot of these records that are on the books that Harold Carmichael and myself and different people left on the books, I think these two guys uh, can really put an all-out assault on those record books and knock down a lot of those records. A town, a fan base that has been so long obsessed with wide receivers from the days of Andy Reid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, can you imagine having... Avante, uh, having A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith together for years and years and years. Yeah, and looks like that's what we're going to have in Philadelphia, and that'll be a lot of fun. Like Especially for me, I love to watch wide receiver play. Guys that are good at it. Both these guys are really good at it, and they're very good young men. So I'm really appreciating watching these guys grow. Quick Six, always thank you so much for joining me, and a Happy New Year. Dave, thanks for having me. Always good. Now it's time for our extra point here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. And this time we are just mentioning this. It's maybe the first of many awards to come and recognition to come for Eagles General Manager and Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Howie Roseman, who has been named the 2022 Pro Football Talk Executive of the Year. Uh, This is an award uh, that, you know, look, I mean, it is one that's a website award, but Pro Football Talk certainly has a lot of respect around the league. And it's great recognition for Roseman, who was named the NFL's general manager of the year, executive of the year in 2017 as well. But certainly the things that Howie Roseman did to get this Eagles team from last year, good first step in Nick Sirianni's first season, to now a 14-3 record best record in the NFC, number one seed in the playoffs. Great moves before the draft with the addition of Hassan Reddick and Kaiser White, Zach Paschal in free agency. The draft maneuvering, the trade to acquire A.J. Brown, Jordan Davis, first-round draft pick, extra picks for the future. James Bradbury signed after the draft, a trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, signing Linval Joseph and Endama Kinsu. Uh, just on and on the list goes of great moves Mo- Roseman made that have taken this Eagles team to a new level. So congratulations to Howie Roseman for that. And that is our extra point in this Eagles Insider podcast. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadero. I want to thank everyone for joining me here. We're going to be back next week as we learn who the Eagles will play in the divisional round of the playoffs. And get ready for the party next weekend at Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting it all together. Ray Doyle for his work producing our Eagles Media Relations team for setting up Jake Elliott. Thanks so much, Peyton, John Gnode, etc. for all of the work. Thanks to Jake for his time, Mike Quick for his time, and all of you for listening each and every episode to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We love comments. We love ratings. So if you can give us a five-star, that is very much appreciated. All right, everyone, enjoy the weekend of football. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadero. Who do you want in the playoffs? I'll take anybody. Bring it on to Lincoln Financial Field. Have yourselves a great weekend, everyone. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, Birds. Have a great Eagles day, everybody. Woo! Take some time off and come back charged up. E-A-T-L-E-A.